Okay. Welcome to our podcast. This is CNH Productions. I'm Haley. And I'm Chandler. And let's get into it. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about two films that we've watched and we'll be giving our opinions about them. So the first one is Green Book, which was released in September of 2018. It was directed by Peter Farrelly, I believe that's his name. And do you want to give the background or you want me to give a little background? We can both do it. We can both do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you want to start or you want me to start? No, you start, you start, you got it. <laughs> okay, so basically in this movie, um, this very, very talented, prestigious black man, pianist, um... He's going on this tour of the American South, and he basically needs a bodyguard slash, um, I don't want to say babysitter, but he needs a protector when he goes in these southern racist at times cities. So he recruits this man, and at first, you know, their differences, although they were from the north, I guess this guy had a little bit of um, previous bias, and you can kind of tell, but through time, they became really good friends. It was kind of crazy, though, because... He was almost as if it was, he was from the South because of the way he had a racial undertone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... It was low-key, like, subtle, but you could definitely tell it was there. Right, like, it wasn't like... He didn't ever come out and call him the N-word, but it, it was definitely a racial undertone there. True, true. And then, so the second movie we watched um, is Crazy Rich Asians, which was also released in 2018, but a month prior in August. And that movie was directed by John Chu. It is about this young woman who's invited to her boyfriend's friend's wedding out in Singapore. And she doesn't know that he's rich, but she finds out that he is rich. And basically the movie is about a regular old human American civilian learning that money isn't everything. And that drama comes with money. Yeah, and it was crazy, (laughs) like, because she actually went through almost... I can't say a culture shock, but... Oh, yeah, it definitely was culture shock, though. It was like they kind of dropped her off in the middle of the woods and said, yeah. we'll be back. Yeah. Kind of. That is basically how how they did it, because not the woods. I know you're probably talking about the bachelorette party, but if you think about Singapore and Nick's family, and you want to make an analogy about the woods, they were definitely the woods, because she knew nothing prior to exactly. going into that. So she was basically dropped off in the woods. So... These two films um, depict positive representations of people of color. Um, yeah, and the first one, Green Book, it basically shows the differences between American South and the American North. And then Crazy Rich Asian shows the difference between New York and American ideals and Asia and Asian ideals. So. And then the, the major linkage between the two was... I don't know if you remember, but they Tony and Doc were sitting in the car, and he asked him if he had fried chicken. Oh. Well, he said that under the assumption of all black people have had fried chicken. Then, it's like, with crazy rich Asians, it was under the, like, when they were in the hotel, it was, and they walked in, and the guy was like, sorry, you can't have a reservation here. It was also under the assumption that all Asians were poor. So that's the major linkage that it was a major stereotype going on of each race, but how, but like they kind of defied the average Asian or African American man. Yeah, stereotypes are present, um, common throughout. And I guess we'll get into that when we address more of the topics in the next section. So that's the introduction, and thanks for listening. Okay, so. Now, 
blah, blah, blah. What was a scene to you, Chandler, that was pivotal in both films? Huh. So, okay. For Green Book, for example. Uh-huh. You have Doc. They right. take him to this place. I, I forget the name of the place. And yeah, they put him on stage. He's in front of a great cow. Mostly, well, actually, it was all... It was a crowd full of Caucasian people. All the crowds were. And he plays, he performs, does a good job, I feel. Which, performing in front of people is not easy. At all. I mess up every morning saying those morning announcements. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's you? You didn't know that was me? No. Oh, yeah, that's funny. But anyways, um, <laughs> and it's like they, they would feed him. He could eat, mm-hmm. he could talk, he could laugh, he could joke. And then he gets to the end and it, it comes down. He's like, no, not to the end of the scene. But he asks, can I use the bathroom? And they take him out back and they use him. They show him an outhouse, which looks like a shack that probably has God knows what in yeah, it. True. Smells like God knows what too. Right. And they're like, there you go. And, you know, Doc being Doc, he's not a very... Uh, whatever goes type of guy true and he's, he's a bit bougie but yes. there's nothing wrong with that I so it, it just didn't work out so he's like if you can't let me use the bathroom then i'm leaving and i had to really respect that because that really showed that in the movie doc was not going to accept whatever right agree what was your thoughts on green book um so the pivotal moment I had a few. I thought there were a few moments. I think the first time Tony heard Doc play, he kind of gained more respect for him. And I think that was kind of pivotal in like initiating a relationship between the two of them. Because the next time he played, after the first time that Tony heard Doc play, the piano wasn't correct. Remember, it wasn't right. a Steinway piano. And Tony was like, oh, dang it, you know, because like he didn't want to have to deal with this piano thing. But I think after hearing him Doc play, I mean, hearing Doc play, and he finally understood you know, how important the piano actually is. And he handled the situation in a Tony fashion. You know, he got Doc the piano he needed. So I feel like Tony began to gain respect for Doc in that moment because Doc is a very, he's like so serious. He's very proper. And I think that, okay, that's random for this topic. Okay. But okay, I know we're about to hop off topic. No, for real. But with with the piano situation, Mm -hmm. do you think it's really that deep? I think it is that deep. Because, okay, these are world-renowned piano players. It's like a football player. If we gave you, um, what's your favorite football? Football? Yeah, like, oh. you know, like the Wilson. The... I don't know the difference. Okay. I play defense. Oh, you're right. Oh, but for if example, you gave, please. Yeah. What's your favorite pair of pleats? Definitely Adidas or Under Armour. So if we gave you um, a Nike pair of cleats or whatever, or a Brooks pair of running shoes, they're shoes, they work. Why would not you use them? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not just a piano. This is like the sound is different. The quality is different. Like the pedals are probably different. That if makes you compare sense. the piano that he used, the Steinway piano that he used in all of his little performances versus the piano he used when he went to that mom and pop restaurant, it looked different. It plays different. And it's also like a comfort thing. I don't know. But I think it's important, especially if that's your livelihood, you should be able to get what you want. So go. Yeah, that makes sense. And so for Crazy Rich Asians, what do you think was a pivotal scene? Uh, this one, it was towards the end, but I really feel like it, it the message it, it brought out was very like, wow. 
So, you know, she was receiving a lot, going through a lot from his family. Mm-hmm. They were kind of... She being Rachel, right? Yeah, Rachel. Right. And then they were doing her dirty or whatnot. And then at the end, they're all sitting at the table. And she basically says, like, I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm just going to go back home. Mm-hmm. And then the part that I like most is when she flipped the dice over. And she oh, had yeah. eaten them all. And she just kind of gets up and walks off like a villain into the night. But she was actually doing something really good. I feel like that was a very pivotal point to me. Yeah, for me, I think, um, of course, besides the fact that when Rachel discovers Nick is rich, that's important. I think when uh, Eleanor revealed she had hired a private investigator to look into Rachel's mom's past. And when Rachel met Nick's grandmother and she ended up liking Rachel and Nick's mom never received that type of attention. I think those were kind of pivotal because they both show like she's fighting more than one battle when she goes to meet Nick's family. She's fighting the mother battle. She's fighting the cultural difference battle. She's fighting like being, you know, an American battle. Economic difference. Exactly. So she's fighting so much and it just kind of shows like she's not taking any more crap from Nick's mom and that's when she walks out on Nick when she finds out that his mom hired a private investigator you know and I don't know I just like I just like those were pivotal because Rachel was able to learn more um during those yeah so yeah sound and crazy rich Asians hmm I want to go first on this one yeah okay so oh go ahead okay so I took notes on this during the movie because that soundtrack is actually really good and you know what I had to watch let me stop because the hand almost hit you but I had to watch this it movie. It would have been fine. Yeah. Sorry. I play football. You do. It's fine. It's fine. I had to watch this movie last year for human geography. And we had to look at, like, cultural influences, diffusion, and all that. Jazz music is an American thing. And yeah, for sure. in this soundtrack, a lot of jazz music is played. And the music kind of reflects the mood of the scene. Like, he had classy jazz oh and the people too you had classy and jazz music when astrid was around you had professional music for eddie you had action filled for alistair you had excitement and cheerful music for colin araminta you had magical fairy tale music during more sentimental scenes i feel like the music is a is a supplement for what the words are saying and for what the actions are doing and for a person who loves music i feel like they would focus on it in a way that like makes the movie deeper. more meaningful. Yeah, exactly. it, would, it exactly. would make it, it would cause a deeper connection and emotional aspect because literally, for example, when they were at the wedding, right? Yeah. They were at the wedding. Really, Haley? I, no, I feel like if we use these microphones, it would have been really cool. Yeah. Testing, fact. testing. Oh, we're in this. Oh, yeah, we're in Mr. Park's um, green screen room, by the way, Miss G. Very so, cool. Very cool. But anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, the wedding. Literally, when the bride is walking down the aisle, right? Mm-hmm. The music is what makes that. That's, oh my gosh, yes. It always gives me goosebumps. Right. Because, oh, yeah, you're like, right. No words could have described what was happening or gave off that mood or yeah. vibe that the song they played gave off. That and it's like, beautiful. yeah, like, the cover it was, like, was nice like, too. Like, uh, I'm not a very. I'm not a warm and fuzzy guy, but yeah, like you this had song, to yeah, you know, like it, it calls a connection. It calls a connection. 
Have you so. ever seen this the show Love Connection? Well, we don't let fate decide. We let a date decide. Okay, anyways, whatever. No, I haven't seen that. It's it's with Andy Cohen. I love Andy Cohen. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is, what about staging in Green Book? I think the staging, they had a good budget. This film seemed reasonable. It seemed like it could have actually happened. The positioning of the characters and the props stood out to me the most in order to show like power, status, and influence. Because, for example, the, the car is one of the biggest props. Yeah, so what I'm that. saying is like, this car. It shows power, Yeah, Chandler. Like, because you have this white, I hate to it's say like, white it's man. A, yeah, like this white man driving around a this black, black man, man. In the 1960s. In the 1960s. In so, the South. In the South. So, and they're not in like your your beat up car. Like this car is it's a nice. very, very and nice car. Tony's brother-in-law says, wow. Yeah. yeah, and then like the staging, like all of the scenes were very like executed to a T. Yeah. Like they were, none of them. Blocking was on point. Like, right. Everyone was. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's just very the staging, the film director, when they they put a lot more time into this movie. Because even when you look at like the symbolism in that movie, like yeah. everything, like you have some gangster, Italian mobster that basically has to come back to reality and is a chauffeur for somebody that he probably used to hate. True and make little jokes about oh my gosh he definitely like i said has some internal bias because when the black guys in the beginning of the movie came and fixed whatever in the kitchen yeah and he they got water and the wife put the sinks i mean the glasses in the sink and then he put the glasses in the trash out of pocket tony yeah but that's just how it's always been and it's like but it doesn't have to be that way what's the difference between him drinking out the glass them drinking out the glass. But the glass, they have to end up in the trash. Yeah, like, you just threw away your wife's nice glass. Exactly. And she put them back in the sink, as she should. Moving on, moving on. Crunch for time. Sorry. Not trying. Oh, oh, I know. So, (laughs) the representations of people of color um, for Green Book, for both movies, positive representations, definitely. And Green Book, more prestigious, presidential, classy, influential type B and then for crazy rich Asians more romantic non-stereotypical still influential except for that one scene when Amon was talking about I mean not Amon when Piglin I don't know how to pronounce it I think yeah, I pronounced it right when her um I guess that's her dad I have no idea Ken, the guy Ken, you know the one from um Mass Singer and the funny yeah, one the funny one the yeah. one who had all the stupid jokes yes him when he was like look at Rachel she's all skinny that's how you can tell she's American and her big <laughs> eyes and small backside that was the only stereotype but it was like a joking stereotype it's not like he was being like too too rude and um, his shows are lame they yeah. Uh, what do you say his shows no his jokes were oh it, it added it was his character it added to it it was annoying it, I was like shut up no but yeah, so um, other than that, I think people of color were represented in a really nice way. Like, it was great. And then, yeah, so the the people, Doc, I feel like Doc's representation of color was much more pronounced than, than Crazy Rich Asians, strictly on where they were and what he was doing. Like, it's very rare that in the South, you see a, a black man getting chauffeured. So the South in the 1960s, so right? Emphasis on the time period. On the time period, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like civil now rights it's not. area, yeah, I mean, so era. 
Yeah, area, not area. area. That was awkward. Because, like, area is the I south. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. You know what I'm yes, thank you, Chandler. But, yeah, so, um, what do you like about the film? Both of them. For Green Book, I love, 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 like, the power dog hat. Mm-hmm. And I love it inspired like, you as a young black man, didn't yep, it? Yep, <laughs> yep, it sure did. It inspired me. It inspired me. So then, like, it inspired me to really want to like be successful. Yeah. To yeah. really grow up and like beat the odds. Yeah. And then I also love how like the brotherhood that it created between Tony and Doc. Yeah. Even after Tony found out that Doc was a not just a black male, but a gay black male. And it was still like, you can come home with me. Yeah. Oh, and look, okay. In real life, they actually died in the same year. They died a few months apart. That just shows how much they loved each other. But what I liked about both of these films is like you said, okay, so this is gonna sound weird. But whenever a film is made about a group of people, I love for that film to be played by that group of people. That's why, in my opinion, Black Panther was so good because it was like an entire black cast. Just like Crazy Rich Asians was so good because these people are actually Asian. Like they can actually oh, play yeah, the part. So like, even though Green Book was about this black man and about this like white man, it still had that same effect to me. Yeah. Like, because I think Mahershal Ali played his part so well that it just, I don't know. It just, it, like you said, it inspired me to want to be successful and want to like continue the legacy of successful black people. And, breaking down those stereotypes and all that stuff it was just great it was crazy too because he was he would like talk back like in most like in the south they're used to telling a black person how it is and what's what it's gonna be right and them taking it and then he's like no I'm not taking nothing from you I'm not going to use your shout out back like none of that yeah like, and then when I he do what called um um Mr. Kennedy Mr. Kennedy and uh, they got out of the prison cell in Alabama. Oh, that was, that was crazy. What's the general? What is he? No, the attorney the, general, attorney general yeah. of, of yes, the United right. States. Yeah. So last thing, what did you not like about the films? Hmm. I'll go first. Yeah. There wasn't really thing. There wasn't really anything I didn't like. The only thing I can really think of um, is like Miss G said, Nick kind of set Rachel up by not telling her about his family before they got there. But other than that, those movies were great. I really loved the quote from Green Book, the world is full of lonely people afraid to make the first move. I love the movie so much that ugh, I just really liked it. I love both. I really, really like love both. For example, Crazy Rich Asians was a little more, uh, had a little more comedy involved mm -hmm. than Green Book because Green, Green Book, Book was some. very... It had some, but it was kind of a. Like, it was also adult, like it was also it was adult, adult comedy. Yeah. yeah, if you could, like my mom was laughing because I watched it with my mom. She was laughing at stuff that I was like, "What?" Like right. she found it funny. But yeah, I also really loved the fried chicken scene. Like that was so funny. So I'm not taking it, Tony. And Tony's and like, "Here, take it, take Here. it." I I thought that was also a nice yeah. pivotal scene because that's another time for bonding. It's crazy how they got that chicken for so cheap. It was like, I know, and it was a big bucket. And I was telling my mom if. If that man, Tony Lick, if he actually ate like that in real life and smoked, I have no idea why he made it to 83. How he made it to 83. No, but it's crazy because I don't know if you, this is off topic, but yeah. there's a man, it's a documentary on National Geographic. This guy was like 107, I want to say, and he smoked a cigar every day. That's a cigar. And drunk, like oh. all the time. So. You know what? That was his medicine. 
that that's his exactly. Chinese so harder than Tony's medicine. Exactly. Because you know, back when Tony was small, it's sick. Yes, oh, smoking healthy. was everywhere. Just like in the movie, smoking was everywhere. Ooh, how they were today. smoking in like the bars and stuff. I don't think I, I, just I couldn't wonder, be like, around the that. Smell would be like awful. I could not be around that. I I secondhand smoke as is, like outside. I'm like, <laughs> it's crazy because like nobody in my family smokes. So, oh, like, mine it's either. just really bad. I agree. Okay, well, thank you for listening to our podcast, and the conclusion will be next after this short advertisement. Okay, so for our advertisement, we will be going around and asking people what they think about Patriot Time. And Patriot Time is essentially um, 25 minutes after second period, before lunch, that allows students to, I guess, go to a different period each day and home on Wednesdays to get extra help, learn information. But some people just see it as a hindrance and the reason why they're always late to class and can't leave for lunch. So. Connor. Yes. My first interviewee. How do you feel about Patriot Time? I mean, I think it's pretty, I mean, like, I'm not a senior, so, like, I don't really, or senior or junior, so I don't have to worry about going off campus. Right. But, like, it's a good time to, like, just get some work done that you have to do. True. And just, like, prepare for your next class and stuff. And you think the... Well, it's 30 minutes for you, right? Or 30 yeah, Do you think that's enough time for you to do some work, or do you feel like right when you get become productive it's like time to go i think that's definitely enough time is enough time okay you know what that is a very positive attitude thank you connor you're welcome annalise how do you feel about patriot time i hate it libby how do you feel about patriot time i think it's useless maddie how do you feel about patriot time Thanks, guys. What are your thoughts on Patriot Time? Sucks. It sucks. Terrible. What sucks? There's literally no. There's no point to Patriot Time. How would you improve Patriot Time to be more effective for your learning? Um, I personally think uh, we should be able to choose which class we go to rather than have um, a certain like class every every weekday um and uh other than that i think it's fine thank you now that we are at the conclusion of this podcast i wanted to bring on my special guest and ask him a couple questions about the film movies cinema in general i guess so introducing tristan yay what up tita's on the building Oh my gosh, I'm not, I can't put that in there. Why not? Okay, fine, whatever. T-Dizzle's in the building. T-Dizzle is in the building. Hi, T-Dizzle. So, um, what were your thoughts on Green Book? Because you haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians, correct? Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. And why not? Um, I never really got around to watching it. (laughs) Never got around to watching it. It was like so popular when it came out. Let's just, let's just take a quick Google search real quick. Of what? Google. How popular it was? Uh, 74% on Met- Metacritic. That's kind of good. <laughs> oh, I actually like the main actor. Yeah, you do. Henry Golding? Golding? Yeah, he yeah. was in, um, he was in uh, Gentleman. He was, was in Gentleman. Movie. He was in Gentleman. And he's in that new movie you want to see, too. 
Shang-Chi, yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, um, why haven't you watched it yet, then? Um, uh... We'll watch it soon, right? To be honest, I, I could not... You could not what? I could not get... I, 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 I don't know. I, I could not get myself to coming around to watch it. Okay, well, just... we're going to watch it soon. Maybe, maybe your mom will want to watch it. Okay, anywho. So, you've seen Green Book, though. What were your thoughts on Green Book? Um, I thought it was actually a really good movie. Like, it didn't have me crying, but it, it had a... I don't know how to describe it. It had a, it, it had a good plot. It had very apparent, clear... It had the, the beginning, the middle, the end. You had your conflict, and then you had your resolving action. And then you have your little sweet little ending where he knocks on the door and he comes in and it's so cute. A lot of people cry. But I thought it was a it was a really good cinematography. The camera angles were great. I mean, I don't know. It just had it was it was good. It kinda like make you makes you feel empowered because the white guy is like, I don't take no BS. And the other guy. Yeah, that's crazy because Earlier in the podcast, we talk about empowerment too, and how like um, Doctor um, Shirley's character can kind of be an inspirational figure to like young black children. So, so how I can you not like an Italian dude? Like Italians for the win, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. Let's get a round of applause. So, what am I doing with the French guy? Right. <laughs> that was great. Right, Anywho, that's, that's all we have time for today, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get a good applause for Tristan Rue. <laughs> Stop. Stop, stop, stop. But yeah, so I, I agree. I agree. Anything else? Um, It could have improved in senses. There were some cheesy moments. I will give them that. Every movie has cheesy moments, but... I didn't really think there were many cheesy moments. I, I really liked the fried chicken scene. Um, excuse me. I thought this was about my opinion. Oh, yours. right. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. I've already talked. Okay, keep going. Um, well, it's it's all a matter of can the 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 good parts overrule the cheesy? You, was this based off a book? I have no idea. Let me look it up. It's not. I just found out. Okay. Oh wow! They released it on nine eleven. No, 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 no! It's not based on a book. It's like inspired by a true story. It was inspired. released on nine eleven. Oh. Oh. Yikes, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we call a... What, what is it when they, the crickets go... <laughs> like when they cry silent, you know what I'm talking about? No, not at all. <clears throat> Anywho, keep going. Uh, Are you done with Tony that Lip, he was a, He was a strong guy. It's like... It's, it's weird because... You, you, it's like the white guy is like, why is he so different? Uh-huh. And at, in the 1960s... In 1960s, in Deep South, you are not going to see a white guy sticking up for a black man in those times. So right. to have a portrayal of that actually happening and having a man like show that he's not afraid and like what's so different about a man just because of his skin, it it kind of really takes a turn on the whole like racism and shows like we are not so different. We are more alike than people think. Right. And it's it kind of like it breaks racial guidelines that were set back then of the south being completely owned by slaves but this doctor's not back then not in the 60s 
What are you talking about? You said the South being completely owned by slaves. Oh, shoot. Um, so, excuse me, I did not pass world history that well. Keep, I, I mean, not keep, I mean, clearly. Solid B student, ladies and gentlemen. Solid. If that. Uh, that's like, about it. Okay, yeah, thanks. As you said that. I did, I did really like the scene where the guy goes in for, like, the dinner, and he's like, no, you can't sit here. And I'm like, hey, what, what do you mean he can't sit here? He can sit whatever he wants. Oh, that's south. southern. I meant to go Italian. How do you? It's again. Uh, he can sit whatever he wants. He doesn't sound like that. Oh my gosh! Stop. Oh my he, goodness! Stop it! What are you stop, doing? Stop! Oh, that's Dracula now. Anywho, as you were talking, it made me um, remember that we forgot to talk about themes and motifs earlier in the podcast. So we're gonna have to do that later. But thank you so much for joining me today. Any final thoughts? Um, whenever y'all watch Interstellar, you can hit me up again. Okay. That seems like something you would say. Bye! So, before we conclude this podcast, we forgot to talk about the themes and the motifs of the two films. Real quickly, for Green Book, um, the biggest theme that came up a lot is not to judge a book by its cover. Um, seeing the good in people. And I also think that um, our differences make us stronger with something that was highlighted a lot in the film especially since you know doc and tony came from such different backgrounds but grew to become really good friends and also love thy neighbor because that's pretty that's pretty important too and then i feel like for crazy rich asians one of the major things was money is not everything and that you should value the people that are around you better and then like, because the big things in Crazy Rich Asian was power, money, the stature, your status, and your influence. So, money doesn't necessarily buy happiness. Yeah, it's actually quite the opposite in the movie, right? Yeah. Right. But, well, folks, that'll do it for this session. Thank you for tuning in with CNH Productions. We'll catch y'all next time. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And turn on your notifications. Bye.